you know, I, I think anytime you're dealing with something that's really troubling you, it's important to figure out a way to zoom out and take a take a look at take a look at what's going on from like from 20 steps back, you know, uh, right. and then and then and then zoom back in and build and figure out put your put your, your action plan together. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. and I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra. Nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game Talk that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself. Prince Daniels Jr. I'm super excited to introduce our guest. He's less his wife this time, but he still, you know, decided to be here with us. So we're super happy to have here Jarris Wilkinson. And if you're not familiar with Jarris, maybe you should be, but I'll just bring you up to speed. He is a former NFL linebacker, was drafted by the New York Giants, later going on to win the Super Bowl. Mm. He, was, he received his Master's in Business Administration from the University of San Francisco and is presently a partner an asset manager for 11 West Partners, a real estate investment firm managing and negotiating multi-million dollar contracts and the use of commercial industrial office space. And uh, from what I understand, it's like a million square feet, 20 property. It's a big deal. That's what I'm trying to tell you, folks. So we're not playing any games. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, clap your hands, stomp your feet for Mr. Jairus Wilkinson. Hi, how are you feeling, Jairus? How's it going? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, always, a, always a pleasure to fellowship with my my brothers, and uh, glad to be here. Happy Friday, to everybody! Happy Friday! <laughs> sure. Now, bring it up to speed. You guys know each other. I guess you can go back and you can let us know how you all know each other. Prince, how do you know Jared? Jared, how do you know Prince? Uh, <laughs> man, Jared is my brother. Like, hands down. Like that. This is my guy. It was really funny when we first went to Georgia Tech. We never really spoke to each other. And then around like our sophomore year, that's when we that's when we became best friends, and uh, it's been like that ever since. And it's whenever whenever I'm in my time of need, I I know exactly who to call because I know someone that is on my level that understands what I'm doing and doesn't think that my dreams are too lofty or too too far out, you know, and playing the nebulous. And so uh, that's where we connect. We've always been spiritual brothers, but also. Um, you know, brothers with with the with the different mothers, but I feel like we have the same mother. So, it's awesome. Cheers. Yeah, P. Like we, I really, I really felt like we started to get close in like 2009, something like oh. that. Uh, like we was definitely close in college, but like I think once we both went on and had our NFL time, uh, it, it 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 brought a different closeness once we was able to reconnect uh, yeah. on. on on another level and then uh from there it's just you know just been close ever since i mean he was there when i met my wife he was there when i got married he actually married me so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah you, you always uh you always have a, a special place in, in my household and um i just appreciate you bro now, now really quick you know i know that you were there he was there when he met your wife what we didn't get a chance to hear that story or how exactly that happened. Is that something that can be shared by one, like, 
who tells a better story between you two? She's not here to tell it the way she saw it. But through your eyes, how did you all meet? Uh, how did you meet your wife? And how did you? How did Prince end up being the ones to marry you two? Uh, yeah, so PJ came out to visit me in Cali. This was, uh, what was this, 2014? Like 2013, something like that. And uh, we, we ended up having a night out. And uh, we, we was at the W in San Francisco. Ooh, doing it big. Okay, go on. And I, I had seen my wife before at other, at other events or other, you know, social gatherings. And um, when I saw her at this particular time, you know, me and PJ, we was having, you know, we was having a good time. We, we might have had a couple of drinks or something like that. Feeling, you know, feeling good, and uh, I just, I, I told Peter, I was like, man, I, I gotta, I gotta go get her. I gotta, I gotta go make a play. <laughs> and right. so, so I uh, just went, went ahead and approached her, got the, you know, got, got the member. PJ, I, I remember PJ was struggling a little bit that that night. He, uh, <laughs> uh, he might have overindulged a little bit or something. I don't oh. know. <laughs> It's a little hazy for everyone. But. <laughs> PJ, really quick, what do you remember about that part? Did we having a good night? Or you just had a lot on your mind. I, it was just a good night. That's all I can remember. <laughs> that's what I figured. It's a good night. That's all that is. It's all the details. I mean, that's all, that's I mean, we, we had to do like an after hours and, and talk about the, the good night that we had. You know, <laughs> Of course. That's, it's harmless fun. You know what I'm saying? You go out, you have a good time. That's it. So, Jerry, you got the number. So, PJ, did you have any advice that night for your guy? Were you like, hey, I saw you finally got the number. Good job. What did you have to say? Uh, you know, it was really funny to actually see it from afar. Uh, because it was a crowd of people and he spotted her and he was just like, Pete, I got, I got to go say something to her. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> I was like, go ahead. And so, you know, he beelines, you know, to her, like since Jared's is taller than everybody, he's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Black Superman, excuse me, pardon me. I like, get out of my way. And then afterwards, uh, I, 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 I never forget it. It was just like, I saw Shakira. And the way she was looking up at him, like, hi, husband. And he was like, what's up, baby? How you doing? <laughs> you know, my name is Jairus. You know, I just want to tell you, you know, <laughs> I just want to tell you that I like you. Like, can I have your phone number? <laughs> it seemed like it happened like that. I don't think it did. But um, uh, about, uh, it took about mm, about six, seven minutes. I'm sitting in the corner by myself. Don't know anybody. It's just a, it's a crowd of people. Moving around, I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna sit here, like the friend, the third wheel, just mm, tap on my arm, I'm like, huh, 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 twiddle my thumb, and then afterwards he came back, and I was just like, you get the number? He's like, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we contained our excitement. Then we went to the restaurant and we celebrated, like, what's up, what's up? And then, um, after that, I can't tell you much more. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Jairus, you decide, again, it's all about transition, so it's interesting that we're going from boom, we met, boom, boom, boom. You decide that Prince is going to marry you all. How did you come to that decision? How important was it to have Prince marry you all? Man, you know, for me, it was, uh, we, we wanted to have a small wedding, and we actually ended up getting married on a, on a hot air balloon. And that being the case, it was only room for, like, the two of us, PJ and the photographer. And uh, I always, I always kind of look at PJ as like somewhat my, my spiritual advisor. You know, if, uh, if there's anything on my, on my heart or on my head, PJ is somebody that I feel like I could always go to. 
So uh, him having that role in my life, it, it just it seemed very fitting for him. I, I think I think he might have been mentioned to me like he he was marrying somebody else, or it, it, it was some kind of conversation where it just it just made total sense for me to to ask him to be the man to to do it. And uh, uh, PJ, you know, he's always he always uh, adds his personality to the mix, and it's always a good time. So um, I think I, I I couldn't have picked a better person for it. That's awesome. So, you know, what we're talking about, obviously, transitions and moving to different parts of our life. It's really important to have great people in your life. You know, so as Prince, you know, what does it mean that, you know, uh, one of your closest friends uh, would ask you to bring him and his wife on a hot air balloon where it says room for y'all in the camp? Come on, Superman. I appreciate you. Now, goodness great. Back to you, Prince. What is that? What is well, and it was in Napa Valley, so we can see you know the, the view was beautiful um what does it mean i mean it, it means someone sees your character as upstanding and they see you as uh, a human being that's that's always looking to lead and and make an impact on people's lives and it's somebody that loves you and somebody that appreciates you and and that always makes you feel amazing and so when you can officiate their wedding um, when, when you can be the facilitator of somebody's love, uh, because this is not the first time I did it, uh, but it's such an honoring thing uh, to be able to allow two people to come together as one and 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 express and share their love and be best friends and just being a part of that as it's words are inadequate to describe the feeling um that i want to express but all i would say is it's just an honor and i i do appreciate it and i take my i, I love my friendships and you know jairus has always been there no matter what we've always been we've been through a lot of thick and thins and uh we just always been there for each other. It's just like after you've been working for so long and you got, you have your head down and um, you're a bit tired, you look up and you realize there's somebody else that's there's somebody there that is there with you. And they're looking at you like, let's keep going. And that always gives you the, 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 the will and a desire to want to move forward, to want to make a difference in the world, to want to carry out your purpose and, um, so just being there was just an honor. Cool. Awesome. And, and Jairus, you know, you've, you know, had some accomplishments, you've grown so much and, uh, you've been able to take so many steps forward. What would you say is a few of your greatest accomplishments to date? If someone's mm -hmm. like, Hey, what are the top two, three things that you're most proud of? What would those things be, you know, throughout this transition? Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say choosing, my, choosing to marry my wife, uh, having two daughters is a major accomplishment, and uh, having a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, really, you talked about my my career now. Uh, being able to being able to manage a bunch of real estate in, in the city that I grew up in uh, is is really special to me. So. Um, just being 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 at the spot where I am now with with, with my with my life and with my career and and being a, a real estate manager 
in the city of Oakland where I grew up is uh, is major. Definitely want to huge congratulations, especially you mentioned the point being able to own and help operate real estate in the city that you grew up in. And also uh, saying choosing to marry your wife and understanding how important, number one, for those watching and other professional athletes uh, out there, like knowing that that's a choice and how important the choice is to find, you know, the proper mate to, to, uh, to marry and to build a life with. So thank you for actually using those words the way you did. And it was not, you know, and it was number one on your list. Girls were number two, and the Super Bowl was in a distant third. You did the right thing, Jerry. That's all. You're a smart guy. That's all I'm telling you. No, but brilliant and amazing. And when Shakira was on here, you know, we discussed that, you know, you didn't lead with the Super Bowl because, you know, you're a kind of a different kind of guy, which often, which also speaks to just who you continue to grow into and who she is and who you all have grown to be. Uh, and as we move on, uh, because, you know, you are in, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area, correct? Uh, you've had a successful career. Heck, you're you're well educated, well versed, well spoken. You have a beautiful family. You again, you're you work with a firm. You're doing so much, and still uh, it seems to be, let's say, some clouds that exist, or that have existed in your life, whether it be past, present, or future. Are there anything? Is there anything presently that, let's say, that's been on you that is that has troubled you? Uh, that others may not think would be an issue for someone that just seems to have everything figured out. Uh, we talk about recently, um, as a as a young black male, there's there's a lot going on, um, just with the recent events that we've been been hearing about uh, in terms of Minneapolis and the stuff that happened recently in Georgia, uh, stuff like that. It's it's the kind of thing where you know you could be having everything going on and having a good day. And then you hear about people getting gunned down or people getting killed by the police. And it's like, like you know, something, this is something that, you know, at any given moment, there, there's always something that can like bring you back to earth and, and, and just kind of be something that you have to process uh, and move, move on with. But, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, mental health and, and, and just, how to how to how to deal with traumatic events and, and traumatic news? Um, yeah, I think I think there's plenty of stuff going on in the world today that uh, might give you, you know, might 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 give you a, a reason to you know have to have to deal with the clouds like 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 you said. Um, but for me, man, like I, I don't know. I, I just I just get into like what I had on my mind to talk to talk about today was um, just a time when. Going back to my NFL career, uh, that's a, that's a time when you really feel like everybody kind of looks at you like, man, you got you got everything that anyone could ask for. You know, uh, being playing, being a member of the New York Giants, being able to go play in the Super Bowl, being able to uh, you know have some have some 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 money in the bank, and uh, you know being at the top of the top of your career, top of your profession, it's easy for everybody to kind of look at you like you're on a pedestal or feel like, you know, you shouldn't have any worries or you got you have been made. But uh, there's a lot of times that, you know, people are carrying something that, you know, everybody else doesn't know about or you're dealing with loss in some way, uh, loss of family members or, um, uh, you know, things like that. But uh, for me, 
dealing with dealing with depression for me was a very interesting um process because I think when when the way that I realized that I was dealing with depression was it it, it hit me as I was starting to come out of it. Uh and you know, it's like I, I think it's the kind of thing. I, I think for, for me, you know, everything I'm, I'm speaking on is just my own experience, obviously. But like for me, it was like you know, you could you could slowly have have issues come up come up in your life that you have to deal with, and while you're dealing with them, you don't really have time to actually process what's going on. Uh, you know, when you get into the your NFL, you get into the NFL career, everything is moving like at at, at the speed of light. You know, you go from college to getting drafted to uh, rookie mini camp, to moving to a new city, to playing, you know, having a 16 game, you know, preseason, regular season playoffs. It's like a nonstop grind. And uh, uh, I think um, going my second year in the NFL, uh, which is the year that we actually won the Super Bowl, um, I, I kind of – so just quick, a quick pause in, in the background. I, I, uh, I, I lost my grandfather – my senior year of high school, uh, somebody that I was very close to. And then um, my senior year of college, I, I lost my mother. And um, so to go to go on and be in the NFL, and my grandfather was, was by far my biggest role model growing up. And my mom, you know, definitely had the biggest impact on my life, than, you know, more than anyone else. And uh, so to make it to the top 1% of, 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 my, of my peers in the NFL, and not have not have my grandfather, my mother, the pe- the two people that like had the most impact on getting you know helping me supporting me get to that point, and then to get to that point, uh, it, it really hit me one day, and I actually I actually remember the exact moment. And I, I I go ahead and tell the story. So, so we we went we went the Super Bowl in Phoenix, two thousand eight, against the Patriots. Uh, that was the year they had the, the undefeated season, and you know ended up eighteen and one. Um, losing to us in the Super Bowl, amazing, amazing, amazing game, amazing experience. You know, we come back home to New York City, and uh, we had, you know, it's all kind of, you know, we had some nice parties, everything. Some some of my friends and family came out from the West Coast, just having a great time. And uh, uh, I, I, I remember the first day back to the stadium. Uh, like we had like our exit exit interviews or whatever, you know, wrapping up the season, and uh, and I pull up to the stadium and and PJ, you know, uh, Mike Matthews. So it's funny because Mike Matthews happened to be pulling up to the stadium at the same time as me, and so I pull up to the stadium, man, and something 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 just hit me, and something just like I, I'm sitting at, I'm sitting in the parking lot, all of a sudden I just start boohoo crying, like just start crying like a little kid, you know, uh, just. I think it's like two days after we won the Super Bowl, and I'm just sitting in the, sitting in the parking lot at Giant Stadium, just crying like a baby. And uh, and my teammate pulled up next to me, Mike Mike, who I, who I was actually teammates with in college, also he pulled up next to me, and he kind of like he kind of just looked at me, and then like we get, we, we go inside the stadium later, and he was like, man, it's all good, man, don't don't worry about it, like you know, like he 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 didn't even ask me no questions about it. He was just like, man, don't you know, don't don't, don't worry about it. It'd be like that sometimes, like you know, and that 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 meant a lot to me as well, but. To get to my point, like I think that that actual moment was me realizing that I had been depressed for a while, 
And the reason I, I realized it was because being at the top of my career and winning the Super Bowl, it, it kind of hit me like I really wasn't that happy, you know? And uh, so I had to like, I had to like ask myself like, why this moment that, you know, everyone dreams about as a kid winning, winning the Super Bowl, I'm in, the, I'm in New York City, Super Bowl champions, and I'm not happy. Like what's, what's going on? And uh, so that's, that, was when the, that was the moment that like it really, really, really hit me. And then from that moment on, it was like, okay, like this is something I need to like deal with and address. And, and uh, I'm sure it was many, I'm sure there was multiple reasons um, for, for my situation mentally, but uh, I think, you know, it goes back to like not having, probably not having dealt with the, the deaths of my close family, my close family members, my mother and my grandfather. And uh, just also like the, the pressures that come along with every day of trying to survive in the NFL and like not having a good support group around me or having people to to like that I was comfortable with expressing whatever my challenges were. Um, uh, another piece of it is, is dealing with injuries. Um, when you're when you're in the NFL, like I, I I never had injuries my whole high school, college career, my rookie year. Then my second year, the year that we actually went to Super Bowl, I had, I had like a major, major knee injury. And um, the athletes out there know like, when you haven't had, you haven't dealt with injury, and you deal with a major injury, it's like very uh, heavy on your on your mental health. And um, uh, I think that that moment when it hit me, it was like, okay, there's something going on here that I haven't been dealing with, you know. And uh, uh, that was kind of like my wake up, my like my uh, my aha moment, my wake up moment. Like, dang, I'm not I'm not right. <laughs> like something, something is not okay. Yeah, something's not right, you know. Uh, and I think, I mean, I, I honestly, I think it still took me like several years to like figure out how to like, how to deal with that or how to address it. And uh, I think PJ was actually in instrumental in me coming out of that. Uh, I don't know if we ever like, I think, I don't, I'm sure we talked about it, maybe not, not this directly, but uh, PJ was the one that like really put me onto meditation. And, um, and PJ, PJ has always uh, given me good, good literature to read and um between the books and the, and the meditation i think it really started to like help me turn you know turn a new leaf and uh figure out how to like how to like deal with the, the stuff that i had been struggling with um yeah yeah Man, thank you uh, number one thank you for being transparent enough and caring enough to share that you know with us and also the the honesty of it took several years like it was a process and working through that, you know, I'd love to also ask, you know, PJ, you mentioned, you know, that Prince was, you know, a person kind of helped you out during that time. Uh, Prince, what did you see in Jairus, you know, to recognize, let's say, that there was something going on that wasn't quite right? Did he come to you? And how did you help him uh, or get help give him the tools to, let's say, rise above the noise and teach himself how to do the same? Um, <clears throat> first, what did I see? Like I said, I saw my brother. Um, second, um, I saw the, I saw myself in him. Uh, after football was over for me, my career was cut short. I never forget when, when Jarris and I, um, when we when we got drafted to the NFL. I think we were both in New York at the time, and uh, or no, I was in New York, and I think I had just called him, and and we were talking, and then he was like, "Gee," he was like, "I'm getting a phone call, P. I gotta go." And so then third, it was like close to the end of the third round. His name goes up on the on the screen. It's like Jared Wilkins. So I'm like, he's my dog. But at the same time, I'm like, why well, I'm not there? 
you know, and um, like that was just such a beautiful moment. And so as we exit the game, I left, I ended up leaving the game first, uh, you know, due to injuries. And as, as Jared said, you deal with those and you start having a self-identity crisis. Like, who am I? Like, I've never been injured. Like, how in the world am, am, am I injured? You know, um, and then from there, uh, now I'm, I'm soaking in my own misery. Like, what, what's going on? I was, a, I, I had pretty much put a three-day plan together to um, commit suicide. And it was, I, I found myself by looking within. And what happened was I discovered something that uh, I discovered a jewel that's inside of us that that's beyond the surface level. You know, I don't, I don't think we have the patience with ourselves to look that far deep within ourselves. And um, because, you know, we know, we're so concerned about all the noise or what people will say, uh, what, how they may feel about us and how we present ourselves. And so we, we get so caught up in that. But when you allow for all that chatter to to dissolve, then you really start to tap into um, the beautiful gift that you are. And so um, I, I went to a monastery, spent time with monks. And when I found myself and, and, and Jared said, came to me, I was like, I got you, bro. I got you. And I told him, I was like, man, it's just meditation. And I've been on this for a very long time. And everyone has always been telling me that, man, you weird, P. You tripping, man. Like, like, where's God at in all of this? And I was just like, God is in it. <laughs> God is actually inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was just looking at me like, okay, all right, I can hear a little bit of truth, but man, I, I'm not sure. Very apprehensive to to receive any type of information that I give to them. But Jairus was the only one that was just like, I'm thirsty for whatever that you have, man. And so I gave him a couple of books and I told him what, um, what we do at the monastery. And he started practicing meditation. And you know, his, his response was like, this is exactly what I need, bro. And from there, he just started working on himself, working on himself and then reading books. And then he'll, he'll call me back and be like, P, did you read this book? Did you read that book? And man, when, when <laughs> this happened in my meditation, so what do I do from there? And I, I, I was just more of a guide for him. Um, I, I didn't, I, which I'm, which I look to be for everybody in the world, just a guide you know, point them in the right direction. Because one of the things that I always said to myself is I'll never lead another man um, down the wrong path if I'm not going down that path. And uh, and so I just wanted to make sure that no matter what, my friend has the tool to be able to overcome any situation that he's in. Because that's what you do for your friends. You know, you look out for them and you make sure you give them something that's going to edify them to make them look good because when they're successful, you become successful. And so I just saw it as an opportunity to, to really help out my family and um, make sure that he has the tools that he needs to be able to navigate through this, um, um, through this ever changing world, man. Amazing, man. Thank you, Prince, for sharing that. And Jairus, it's interesting because whenever I hear stories like that, that that kind of, let's say, profound growth and vision as as we'll get into it, always reminds me of the movie The Matrix. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. And it's like when Neo finally realizes like that he's the one, like, you know, the gifts, like, oh, this is what it's all about. And it seems like you're doing a lot of searching, a lot of reflection and a lot of reading, you know. So during that time, you know, what are some of your favorite books, you know, or most impactful books uh, that, let's say, you've come across during this time? Yeah, uh, shit, most of them, I think all of them, P, P 
PJ probably gave me most of them or, or told me about them. But uh, uh, the first one I think that, that really st uh, stuck with me uh, was called The Self Unfold Me. Self Unfold Me. And um, I, I just remember like the key line, the key line in that book that just always stuck with me was a, a flower doesn't try to bloom. You know, there's no, there's no trying in, in, in growth. You just, you just grow, you know? Uh, that's what you. That's what you. That's what you're here for, you know. And um, it's just little little nuggets like that that PJ gave me. I mean, um, there's another book that the name is escaping me right at the moment. Uh, Which one? As a man think of the ultimate frontier. Ultimate uh, frontier. The ultimate frontier. <laughs> uh, that book, man. Like, there's some things in that book that, but that that's the first book that I remember. I remember reading that book and like I hit a certain part in that book. I had to like, I had to just put the book down and like walk away from it for a little while. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's just some stuff that, that really hits you. Uh, uh, and it's like, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of too deep for me to go into right now. Cause I'll just, I'll be talking for an hour, but uh, there's some, there was some things in, in uh, the ultimate frontier that, that really spoke to me. And uh I would, I would recommend that book to, to anybody. Um, it just, you know, it reading things like that and some of the other books that PJ has put me onto or that I found on my own, just, uh, just, uh, help you, help you zoom out of whatever your situation is. And, and, you know, I, I think anytime you're dealing with something that's really troubling you, it's important to figure out a way to zoom out and take a take a look at take a look at what's going on from like from twenty steps back, you know, uh, right. and then and then and then zoom back in and build and figure out put your put your, your action plan together. But but uh, uh, yeah, I think I think that's what that's what reading and meditation has done for me in the past is like allow me to zoom out from from whatever situation I'm dealing with and uh, you know look at it from thirty thousand feet and see that it's really not that big of a deal. And see that I can put together, like you know, I can put together uh, uh, a plan and 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 execute and and just get back into the, the groove, get back into my flow. I'm taking it back to the to, to depression real quick. Yes. Did you have a moment where you felt like I hit a wall and there's nothing that I can do from this point on? And that's one question. Then the second one is. What made you want to be open about talking about this? Because it's like a stigma where we don't speak about um, depression or our mental illness state. And, and also mention about crying um, as a male, you know, because if, we, if you grew up, it was more like uh, you don't really show too many emotions, especially if you're in a gladiator sport. Like, what made you want to be open about Hey, yes, I'm a male, but I, and I cry, and it's okay. And also, I had um, a mental state of illness. So, how did you deal with that? Um, to your first question, I guess you, you said uh, that I did I ever hit a wall. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was one moment where I just felt like. I don't know if it was one moment where I just felt like everything just stopped at once, but it was just like. I think that the, the story I was telling earlier about, about just actually like coming to the conclusion that 
at the peak of my career or the peak of my athletic career, uh, I wasn't I wasn't that happy. Like just just taking a second and being like, damn, like wh- wh- I'm not happy. Like why like why 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 do I not feel happy in this moment? Or why can't I? Why am I not excited about about this? You know this life this uh, uh, peak life moment and um and that that that's that was that was the wall for me i guess uh and then and then to go back to like why would i be open about it i mean i wasn't it's not something i was open open about with very many people um and really i mean quite honestly i I think i think pj was one of the only people that i really talked about it with um and it, it was something that we had both uh just felt comfortable talking about with each other and um you know I, I think uh just having having some, having people in your corner that that you feel comfortable talking to, to stuff talking to school about stuff like that is major uh uh the 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 crying thing you know i'm not i'm i'm, I'm definitely not a crier you know so 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 uh just being able to open that up and uh and and talk about it it's, it's still not easy right now you know <laughs> but but uh, I, I feel like uh, you know, in, o- in order to have an impact or be able to have takeaways from certain situations like this, um, you, you, you know, if you don't address it, then you're never gonna get over it. You know, so uh, you gotta you gotta address stuff before you can change it. That's a bar right now. You must address things before you can change it, and being willing and open to accept what is, not necessarily what it might be, what it's going to be, what was, but certainly what is in, in order to move forward. Uh, we do have a question uh, from Osahan. He said, what morning routine do you all have? And do you believe we live in a benevolent universe or do you think that it's just neutral? Hmm. So whoever can start, Prince, we want to start? I feel like you yeah. have something. Please go ahead, Jerry. Uh, for my, my, my morning, I, I can speak on the morning routine. That, that second question is kind of deep, but... Uh, I can speak on the morning routine. Um, I, like right now, I, I have two daughters. They wake up very early, but uh, something for some reason I, I wake up before them. So right now, I, I tend to wake up between five and five thirty every, every morning, no matter what. Uh, which is, you know, kind of shut down my nightlife a little bit because even if I'm even if I'm out trying to live it up, five 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 thirty, you know, I, I know I gotta be up at, at six o'clock. My daughter's gonna be up, so no matter what. It's like I'm up at six, regardless. But uh, uh, what I what I try to do, and I, I say I do this about maybe eighty percent of the time, I wake up and uh, and meditate for at least twenty minutes. Um, but fifteen to fifteen between fifteen and thirty minutes every morning, I just sit sit in my office, you know, eyes closed, and just sit there for like 15, at least fifteen minutes uh, every morning. And um, what what I think what meditation does for me is uh, it helps me. It helps me put everything into perspective for a little while, um, um, just just by not not looking at the TV, not looking at my phone, not looking at uh, any, any anything else that's going on in the world. Just taking a second to to you know start my day with with silence and and with gratitude, and and uh, it just kind of like allows my my thoughts to line up, you know. Um, and then uh, I, I feel like ever ever since PJ put me on some meditating you know I, I used to deal with a lot of sleep issues when i was in the nfl i'm sure that was stress related also uh which you know when you when you're dealing with injuries and dealing with um 
your physical and mental health. Sleep is very important. And uh, uh, like there, there, there was times, there was plenty of times when I was when I was playing football that I would go a whole night without even getting any sleep, and then wake up the next morning, like you know, get out of bed the next morning, and go straight to practice, you know, and uh, just to, and when you're dealing with in injury and trying to recover, that's like the worst thing in the world is to not not get good sleep. Um, and, um, you know, people have like, since then, you know, now they have like all these different type of medic medications and all this different stuff. And I, and I, I never, I never really wanted to go that route. Uh, but I know, I know ever since I started meditating, my quality of, of sleep has really increased. Uh, we got another question on Instagram. Um, someone says, do you recommend a meditation app such as Headspace or do you recommend, what do you recommend? Um, so people can practice meditation. Uh, man, I, I I do not use any apps. Uh, I've, I've tried apps, but I think the thing about uh, the thing about the apps is like I like when I meditate. I like to have a little bit of distance from my phone. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like I don't want to have to check in and check out with my phone before I meditate. Like I just want to I just want to like leave my phone out of the situation. Uh, I'm so I'm really not I'm really not well versed on on any of the apps because I don't think you need an app. Think you could just uh, you don't you don't really need anything. You could just all you gotta do is sit there and sit there and uh, close your eyes and observe. Indeed. Close your eyes and breathe. That's all. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah absolutely amazing. And, and I also say I think uh, my morning routine starts at night sometimes because uh, you know I'll try to if I'm in a bad mood like well I'm not I'm not gonna have a routine tonight. I'm just gonna try to be mad when I go to sleep, which is stupid. But you know as we learn and as we grow, uh, as I'm falling asleep, I usually recite. Uh, peace, love, health, wealth, happiness. Now, literally, we'll recite that until I fall asleep. Next thing I know, I'm waking up in the morning and then try to do some similar things that the fellas do as well. And I try to be thankful as soon as I wake up. And I think these are like small things that help grow and develop along the way. Uh, I know that uh, Kristen mentioned uh, the depression is hard to talk about. You never think it can affect you until it does. Uh, but like you said, you can't fix it until you're willing to address it. So uh, a great point. As well, uh, I know that we're gonna have some final thoughts. Oh, Jairus, what you got, man? Another, another part of my morning routine that you just reminded me of—I uh, started doing this with my daughters. Uh, after I went, I went to a uh, uh, AfroTech conference, and at the conference, one of the uh, one of the panel one of the panels discussions they had was uh, some former Black Panther uh, party members, and it was it was a real powerful talk. And um, the way they ended the talk was with some some i i am mantras and I, I i recorded it and from that moment on every morning i start my day with my kids saying saying some different mantras and uh, so like you know we'll say i am strong i'm invincible i'm unstoppable you know i'm enlightened i'm free just just different mantras to like set the tone for your day uh and i do that with my four-year-old and my two-year-old and they 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 have They'll, 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 sometimes if I don't start it off, they'll start it off, you know, which is, which is powerful, you know, just to get up and like set the tone with, with, with positive affirmations. And, you know, thank you for sharing that big time. Four years old and two years old and already on it, man. That's, that's amazing. Thank you so start very young. much. Tech, start young. Right. And it's interesting that you make that point. I know I'll throw it to PJ in a moment, but as, as we think about, again, technology, Technology, as you mentioned, wanting to be away from your phone during meditation or even knowing what, you know, commercials are or whatever. Like, you know, there's so much, uh, let's say, being thrown out there, you know, for people to pick up. That's why it's important that we 
pour into our little ones first, you know, from the ground up to help set them up for a great foundation for not knowing what else may be happening around them and to them. So amazing, Karis. Thank you for sharing that as a major tip and key. Uh, if you knew that you were going to pass tomorrow, Jairus, what would be the one thing that you would tell uh, your girls uh, when, after you sit them down, just like, hey, I need to talk to you guys and I need to tell you something about life. Uh, and uh, the last time you mentioned such a powerful statement, don't let anybody take advantage of you. But like, what would your heart or your spirit say and how would it speak to them? Uh, uh, the thing that's on my mind at this moment is so something that I always try to be mindful of. So we, we've been talking about depression and, and just mental health. And like one thing that I really realized was it, while, while I was, when, when, the, when the moment hit me that I wasn't where I went, where I should have been or where I wanted to be mentally, uh, Looking back, so I, I would say that was around 2008, 2009, right? And then in 2019, so 10 years later, you know, having some space from that moment, I realized, like, even though I wasn't in a good space mentally, I realized how good I had it at that time. You know, and so to going back to what I want to tell my daughters is like, just, just be, be thankful for every moment that you have. Because uh, I think I think the worst thing you could do is be in a be in a bad space mentally, but then look back ten years from now, ten years from that moment, and be like, "Dang, I had it good back then." You know, like like realize in the moment how good you have it. You know, uh, uh, so that so that you don't you don't look back on it and realize you know don't 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 realize how good you had it five years from now. Realize in the moment how good you have it. If I had to leave, leave my daughters with a message, it would just say, like, you know, just be thankful for every moment that you have. Amazing. Cool. Prince, anything else? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. We got to stay in the present because we are the gift. I appreciate you, Jay. Yeah. G, a.k.a. Superman, a.k.a. Mr. Hot air balloon, aka Mr. I do it all. Any final words for you? How can people learn more about you from you or around you? Uh, I mean, just uh, email me, Jarris Wilkinson at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, GWIZ, G W I Z Z Z 11 on Instagram. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, thank, thank you, PJ, for having me. Um, this is my second talk, and uh, you know, any, any anytime anytime you need me for something like this, man, I'm, I, I'll be there. I'm happy to do it. Stan, thank you for hosting, and uh, I love y'all. Thank you, man. Thank you so very much. And again, Jairus, thank you for being able to or being willing to be that flower to grow. And for those of y'all watching this, again, if you know someone uh, that could benefit from this kind of conversation, make sure they know where to find us. Jairus, again, thank you for being so transparent, so willing to share not just your story, but how you overcame and how you continue to grow and be a better version of of each and every single day, not just for you, but for your family, your girls, your wife, and for everyone that touches the air you breathe. So thank you for being here. And those of you all watching, continue to share this message and those like it as we continue to teach you how to find your game beyond the game. Have a great one, y'all. Peace. Peace.
If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.